0: You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: And good morning. Welcome in to the Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room 205-342-9904 is the phone number. If you want to get in on the show with us this morning, the X accounts at locker room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Our email address for the show is wimp and Barry at yahoo.com. As we talk about download the app, the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us anywhere you go. You also have a chat box in there. You can send a message. It goes right to our email. We'll get it. Uh if it's okay. Uh we'll read it over the air and we'll comment on it. So uh use that feature as well. But you also can dial up. We got Justin Jones behind the glass, two oh five three four two nine nine zero four. Um weather was bad uh last night in some areas. I think there's a tornadoes, I think it was down in uh South area down in Panama City, I believe. But if it has to last, it has to be tough with standing the elements year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern Wood. For projects that stand up against Mother Nature's best, be sure to head on down to your local dealer for Yellowwood brand, pressure-treated pine and lumber that protects against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. Get only the best for your next backyard project and always remember if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it then believe me you certainly don't want it good morning dad uh the university i guess timed it out to put out the kevin Steele news right before uh the game last night i don't know i'm sure that was calculated but uh, we'll talk a little bit more i got some questions about that after you finish your introduction but good morning justin good morning dad how y'all this morning
2: I'm doing okay. Was certainly, a 34-13 win. Uh, all, all the fans at the um, I MFSU mean, wanted wanted Michigan to beat Alabama. I imagine most of the fans last night wanted uh, Washington to win last night, but they didn't. Blake Coram's terrific. Pennix had a rough time. I think JJ McCarthy's an unsung hero who doesn't people don't talk about as much as a quarterback, but played great for. Won't get into all that now, but uh, played great for Michigan. And um, after that was over, with uh, Coach Harbaugh calculated their in- their innocence in the problems that they have had. So he had missed six games and felt like they were innocent of what was what caused them. So anyway, we'll talk about the game. Pennant just couldn't get it through. That pass defense was good. Defensive line was good. Offensive line very good for permission so that's it uh, we have a new champion kevin Steele, uh 66 years of age um uh, three times he'd been with coach uh retires uh as barry has mentioned and um you know you get to a point in time when you get uh, some age on you that you want to do a little something else you have your, your life planned so to speak you know sometimes you they say to you what are you going to do most of the time, when you get there, you you pretty much know what you want to do and what you would enjoy doing, and and so
1: that that was his thought. Uh, you think uh, you know during the year, Lane Kiffin made indicates, and I think I'm sure Lane Kiffin knew more than he let on. That T Rob was calling defenses that um, this was going to happen anyway. Is, is the retirement thing real?
2: No, I think it is. Yeah, I, I don't think it. I don't think. I think they got their, their their signals in late. And the first game, is correct to that. But I I don't really think that. Uh, I think I think I was around him a little bit. He he he's the kind of guy that you know. He like, he has things he likes to do and other things he likes to do. I like think you said nothing I don't have the idea behind the scenes. You
1: could be right. I could be wrong. I have no idea. But I think it's just kind of ironic that Coach Kiffin was saying all that, and then well, he here we come. He here we come, and up. it gets to the end of the season, and time goes by, recruiting kind of finishes, and the week after the season, then boom, it's out. Uh, uh, I, well, don't, I don't know. know. Uh, it doesn't media matter. Neither, neither here nor there. It doesn't matter.
2: That's but not, make difference. anyway, Kwon uh, John uh, Judkins. People have said uh, was a great running back, and I guess he is a great running back. I think he's a. I think running backs. When you the further you go with running backs and go to the pros, uh, the less money you get. But he's certainly a good one for for Ole Miss. that decided that he is going to go to, to Ohio State, a lot of. A lot of uh, I would imagine, folks, uh, that he he had an agent behind the scenes, and uh, or got somebody that that could contact people. Probably an agent and uh, needed some money I think it was strictly a money deal he and coach may have had a ball I have no idea and I'm not going to start speculate on that but there, I can promise you uh, somewhere along the line he didn't go up there free because when he gets up there he's going to need some earmuffs and
1: some gloves he was evidently there, like, getting money he bought a Mercedes from Nick Saban's dealership before the season last year yeah. so yeah. Uh, I don't think, I think he was getting a little money I don't know what but he was getting yeah. something uh, Walker White, uh, a quarterback
2: out of uh, 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 Little Rock, is uh, committed to Auburn. Don't know how good he is going to be. We'll see. Uh, defensive coordinator, at uh, as I said yesterday, I'll say it again because of coach leaving, is was 2.5 million for three years per year. Uh, so they'll, everybody will start comparing how much they're going to pay the new cor- the new office, and then he may go in in house. Um, and there's all kinds of speculation. I guess that's fun to talk about, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. And um, Tiger and Nike have uh, split ways. Tiger was making $200 million over a, a year, I believe. And um, if you'll notice, that Tiger, over the last uh, time since his bad wreck and problems that he had, has been wearing foot jaw shoes, uh, not Nike. And um, that, that has come to an end. Not that that's any particular big deal. Not a whole lot. Not a lo- whole lot of other things said. I will give you today the four winners tonight in the basketball. There are four games. T- there are four games tonight. Be play. Alabama will play uh, South Carolina, and then there'll be three games tomorrow night. And um, just to hold it a little bit longer, I'll tell you who I think's gonna win those four games. Um, we'll. If you if you're you know we're kind of switching some to basketball we're not going to just you know for you people that are out there we're not going to completely uh, ignore football we here's the deal today Jack Crow is going to be on but it's going to have to be on at eight o'clock and a um, I, I, I visited with Justin we're going to get the commercials out of the way and um, make sure that Justin's comfortable with him coming on to, at that proper time and we'll have him on and him talk about the game last night. I wanted to try to do that. He couldn't be on he need to be on a little bit earlier than than eight fifteen. So Kevin Skarbinsky of course will be on seven thirty to eight. So we entertain your questions if you have any and I'm not sure we'll have any answers but we'll give give him a
1: shot. Alright, as I was a reporter this morning and I'll have to say Justin I was right. Uh, on this, uh, Chris Lowe with ESPN. Hugh Freeze, that will call his own plays on offense next season for Auburn football. Sources tell ESPN. Freeze looked at a couple different options after firing offense coordinator Phillip Montgomery, but is taking over play-calling duties. Auburn was 11th in SEC this season in scoring offense. I'm not surprised. You must be. Uh, I think Hugh Freeze is a me guy. Now, if it does, if they start not playing. I'm play. surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm saying if they're not, uh, start not playing well, that he'll give it to somebody else. But, uh, they talk about the demand on a head coach at the SEC level, all the different things you have to do. Is that a good move? Uh, I think he's. It's the only way he's going to be comfortable is calling his own plays. Uh, so well,
2: in, in the hiring of somebody, he's going to hire somebody that he's comfortable with, and it's also is comfortable with being called the OC, but not not going to be the OC. Um, it'll cut down on the number of people that he can hire. They've got money to hire people they want, so it's a little bit awkward. I think. Uh, not because he's calling them because there are coaches that do call them certainly Texas does a good job of calling theirs but uh, I think it's a little bit awkward because you go one way you made a lot of criticism as you mentioned publicly and now you're going back and have to hire somebody I think it makes it a little bit awkward I
1: also think it's a little strange uh, with the defensive coordinator going to Florida uh, you're going you're gonna leave Auburn uh you freeze obviously has some time there because they just paid a buttload. They're going to give him time. You're going to leave Auburn and go to Florida for a coach who got one foot on a banana pill with the hardest schedule in the history of college football. Who, who next went year. to
3: Auburn? Who
1: went to Florida? I believe it's being reported that the defense coordinator for Auburn is going to Florida. Really? Yeah. That's shocking to me, uh that he's doing that. Double check uh, me on that, Justin. I think it's on AL dot com that that uh he is leaving. I just got
2: a just got a text from uh, Tim uh saying that uh uh, Duncan, uh got two million dollars to go to a hostage.
1: <laughs> mm. Uh I'm looking my, my deal up. Um, Coach Bryant would die. Yeah. Cool. Um I did read that last night. I wasn't dreaming that, was I? Uh, let's see here. Anyway, also, that way you explain to people, I know this, you know this. I don't know if Justin does or not. When people... Uh, Auburn linebacker reacts to report of D.C. Ron Roberts leaving for a similar role at Florida. So, uh, so yeah. Um, people... We'll take these final four games and now they'll decide whether the committee got it right or who's oh, yeah. what. You cannot do that, people. Uh, I mean, think about things. If, if that's true, then explain to me why Alabama had to throw a fourth and 31 touchdown against Auburn, uh, to win that, win that game, Justin. Explain that one to me. If we're going to see these games and now we're going to decide who would have done what and who's what every game takes on the life of its own yep. uh you know uh preparation matchups uh you're telling me so if if we don't throw that touchdown then wh- what does that say uh that we shouldn't even have been in there but now we're saying that Alabama should have been you can't do that you got to take a each game takes on a life of its own am I correct about that
2: yeah yeah you, you are you you're correct you you take it as it falls, uh whenever you win the game you know should have could have would have uh, is it, the life of people who feel that uh, their team did not get in so um, I think you can. They had to have security uh, last night for the people that were on the board uh, which uh, I think was a good idea. Uh, people don't understand when you don't understand things when you're not you know you're not tuned in but you're mad because of whatever happened uh, then you get dangerous and uh, we've got uh, you know we' got we got danger under our feet
1: here. So uh, sorry, don't... you just can't, you can't just say because of this one game, yep, uh, Alabama should have been there in the national championship. That You can't do that. Uh, it just It just is what it is. Uh, each game is different. Their TCU beats Michigan last year and gets destroyed by Georgia. Those are two separate ball games. Uh, right there. All right. The phone lines are open. We'll get to break here. We'll jump on the phone. 205-342-9904. Royal Cleaners. They want to make your life easy. Uh, things are getting back to normal as far as kids going to school, but your life is still just as busy as it's been. So have them come to you, pick up all your cleaning, get it cleaned up. They'll deliver it right back. If you want to drop off, uh, University of Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in No right right there by Publix on Ricebine Road, 4851. Ricebine Road, drop off today, pick up tomorrow. Give them a call today, 205-391-0034. You're to 100.9, SC home of Alabama Sports.
4: Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center. Our accident on westbound 2059 at Skyland Boulevard has cleared. It's on the shoulder most of the time anyway. It never caused a whole lot of backup. If you're traveling McFarland Boulevard, it's a problem-free drive. But this may be the last day of that for a while. U of A returns from semester break tomorrow, and that will bring with it a whole lot of additional traffic volume. But right now, it's a quiet trip through the area. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Tuesday morning. There's good and bad news this morning. The good news is storms are over in West
5: Alabama, mainly left behind tree and power line damage and power outages. More than 61,000 of them statewide. 6,000 of them here in Tuscaloosa County. The bad news is temperatures will not climb out of the 40s today. And there's more significant weather ahead on Friday and again next Monday. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa Calusa. Rain ending this morning, cloudy, windy, and colder, with temperatures settling into the mid to upper 40s today. A clearing sky tonight, the low 32. Tomorrow, sunny, with a high at 48. And Thursday, the sky partially sunny, the high at 59. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Where the season never ends. This is your home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9. It's screaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Welcome back, Pressure Peter Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Yet yeah, uh, Auburn's defense coordinator is going to Florida. That's a shocker to me. So there must be there's something there to that. You don't leave a stable situation and go where you got one foot on banana peel. And one of the uh, speculation is possibly Charles Kelly is going to Auburn, who does yep. not have a role yet, could end up becoming yeah, the defense, right, defense there, coordinator. Yeah. I think yeah. it's right. He's a very, very, I, I've talked to uh, Jimmy about
2: him. He's well liked and a very good fine recruiter. And, um, uh, of course, kind of dissatisfied out there. So I, I would think that was, I think you're
1: correct there. All right. Uh, to the Yellowwood hotline, get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Good morning.
3: Good morning, guys. Hey, it's it's going to be really cold up, up your way starting Sunday night. I
6: guess you saw that.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Getting down to teens, maybe, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. 30, 30 on Tuesday, your high is 30
3: and a low of 12. Oh, nice. what oh, day? <laughs> Tuesday? Tuesday. Mm. Mm-hmm. Man, um, I was going to tell you, Barry, I just want to ask you, um, you're good at, at analysis. Um, does this extensive portaling that Alabama is going through right now over the last – Two or three years, and the numbers are pretty high on guys. Reportedly, does does that make it very, very difficult for Yale Alabama, which is the the NIL the entity there, to to get traction? Mm,
1: I don't think so with Coach Saban here. Uh, I mean, I don't think the the is going to end either. You know, you, you got the guys that don't play. Uh, these guys are coming highly recruited. Uh, then then they. They want to play, so there's no penalty to leave. So they're going to get out. Uh, you got then you have the hot shot guys that are coming in, and then when you get like Roy Dell Williams and Jace, I'm sure those guys were probably sat down and said, "Look, you can come back, but your role is going to change." We got these two young kids that can really run the football, uh, and so they're they're probably going to get a lot more carry. So you need to be okay with that uh, when you come back because we're not going to lose. These two guys, we got, you know, they've proven enough. If you're giving Justice Haynes the ball as many times as you did against Michigan, then you're pretty much setting him up to be one of the, the guys next year. So now you, you kind of push your older guy out because you don't want to lose the younger. So I don't see how it ever ends, uh, Philip with the current format in college football, the way, uh, the portal set up. Well, you know,
3: it, it does, it's probably not going to end. But they have got to do something, and I don't know who they is, and I'm I'm sorry. I I don't know who who they is. But they, whoever they are, they've got to come up with a curtailment on the number of opportunities that student-athletes have to to portal. I I think this one that they just did was 33 or 34 days, and they've got another one coming up in, in April, I believe, or May, for 14 days. So you've got like 47, 48, 49 days of total impossibility. That's just incredible.
1: Well, they also, uh, and dad, you comment on it. They also made it worse when they said, oh, you can transfer more than one time now. And be, now the one time everybody gets that, but now when you're going to let them just keep going, they can go every year. And so they lifted that for this year. So in my opinion, another bad rule uh there I get the one time but now they can go anytime they want yeah, that's that's going keep make it even bigger right if they can go anytime now uh, that's a bad rule in my opinion
2: I'm well, sure it's a bad rule you can't you know you can't uh you can't coach them uh you can't discipline them I don't know if they said any anyway, ever that direct with the players about that uh if you if you' get direct with players generally speaking your assistant coaches who are close to them and coach them every day are the ones that you know gotta kind of get direct to them but you i don't this doesn't sound right to either one of you, but you get you get direct without being direct mm-hmm. <laughs> well the um
3: I lost my train of thought but are are these rules that they're coming up with on portaling and transferring are they being voted on or are they just being implemented?
1: They not it sounds down. like they're just being implemented off the cuff. Yeah, I'm sure they have a committee together, and they 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 come together. They put different rules out there, then they vote on them. So they'll put put up some di- certain different things, uh, and then they'll go back. They'll come back later on, several months later, and they'll vote these into the rules, whether they're going to be rules or not. Uh, and so there's a committee that does these things, and. Uh, in all the sports, uh, with baseball, like they, you know, they finally added that third assistant. But they put these things in front, and then they have a certain time when they come in, and they got they got to have a certain vote to, for these things to pass.
2: Uh, I'm sure you understand, Philip, that uh, when you get to committees, there are always a couple of guys on committees that don't understand everything. Uh, it sounds like there's more than a couple. Yeah. Well, my point is, athletic wise. Uh, they're professors, or maybe not professors, but they've been close to, you know, the universities and selected by the previous, uh, NCAA commissioner or this commissioner. Mm-hmm. And to me, when you get to committees, you, you have real problems unless you have a guy that's the head of it and, and sort of makes it, and makes the vote the way you want it to be voted. <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, that explains that. Um, well, they sure are doing a lot. Of, they're
3: doing a great job of damaging the uh, college sports. I can tell you that
2: right now. They're doing an outstanding job. Right. What, what kind of what kind of rule do we have in in, uh, in conference?
1: No, there's no rule. Well. There's, there is no rule.
2: I thought they'd change that to where you couldn't. I bet that's not right, is it?
1: Uh, I mean, you got guys moving from Tennessee to Ole Miss. Yeah. Well. So,
2: um, uh, so that's where your stink is going. But you have a lot of animosity among the coaches behind the scenes, uh, with their assistant coaches because they they find out a guy and then they, they and the head coach, if he's close enough to the head coach, he you know, he'll call and raise cane with him. It, it. There's a lot, there's a lot of problems behind the scenes. The one
1: position I think it it. it Helps guys the most, probably, uh, Philip, because you can't play multiple guys this position as quarterback. Everybody ought to be able to get a pretty good quarterback because everybody wants to start, you know, uh, yeah. where South Carolina was able to go get the guy from Oklahoma and they had a pretty good starting quarterback there. I think if Ty Simpson probably knew he had somewhere where he could go and definitely start, uh, he would, he may go there if it was a big enough school there and he may still. Uh, go after spring training and when he sees where he is but the quarterback is the one spot where everybody ought to have a pretty good quarterback because everybody's looking for the opportunity to start where in the past you had to sit out when now you don't yeah
2: yeah yeah. you have to you have to remember just just like this this kid old miss you know he he didn't pick up the telephone call mississippi state and, and i mean call ohio state and Tell me wanted to come. He's got somebody helping him. Behind the scenes, you've got agents who do this. And and how much did you say Ohio State's paying? Two, two million. Well, he's going to be up for a letdown when it comes
3: to, to get
1: drafted. He's going to be disappointed
3: with the NFL
1: money. He's going to ask for another year, uh, no doubt. Uh, if that's true, I, you know, we throw these I don't know if it's true or not.
2: That's just the scuttlebutt and stuff that we're getting on on a. You know, so much media stuff he gets, not true, but that's what they said. You know, so there was to, not a fuss between him and Giffin at all, the, the $2 million. Yeah, good. I don't believe that. Well, well okay, well, I don't well. believe it either. Well. I don't have that. I, mean, I ain't
1: trying to answer those questions. You know, you used know. to could, uh, you know, when you're an assistant, Phillip, uh you go to your head coach and say, well, you know, I want to know why did we lose this guy? And you say, coach, they bought him. I mean, they gave him this, that, and the other one. Now they really can. <laughs> so they, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, back then, coach didn't want to hear that. Uh, he wanted you mm-hmm. to figure out a way to get it done. But now you go in there and say, coach, I mean, they bought the guy. I mean, I, I don't know what else we can do. So anyway, thanks, thank you, Philip. Thank you. All right, uh, two men in a truck, uh, great people out there at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth. Where it's local, out of town, out of state, only one choice in this area, that's two men in a truck. They'll make life easy for you. Give them a call today for the free estimates, 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck, movers who care.
4: Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Our accident on westbound 2059 at Skyland Boulevard has cleared. It's on the shoulder most of the time anyway. It never caused a whole lot of backup. If you're traveling McFarland Boulevard, it's a problem-free drive, but this may be the last day of that for a while. U of A returns from semester break tomorrow, and that will bring with it a whole lot of additional traffic volume, but right now it's a quiet trip through the area. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero.
0: Locker room with Winton Berry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide one hundred point nine and streaming on the Tide one hundred point nine app.
1: Yellowwood pressure treated pine. You want to build? Build it to last. Use Yellowwood. You pressure treated your from Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood. dot com to find the dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, write to the Yellowwood hotline. He's a freelance writer. He's with uh, Al. dot the 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 lead also uh, does the uh, state football playoffs, the finals. Uh, here we'll do the finals in basketball as well with the Coach Safely program. Kevin Skarbinski. Uh, good morning, Kevin. How are you, sir? Good morning. I'm good, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead, Deb.
2: Uh Game last night, of course, um, Washington played hard, just didn't get anything done. And, um, now that football's is over with, Will, is is this a, a legal national championship by Michigan as far as a coach not being able to coach in six of the games? Uh, is this a situation where he makes uh, – statement that they were innocent of things guilty or is this different? Well, that was nice of Jim Harbaugh to say that after the game, but he doesn't get to make that decision (laughs) whether they were innocent or not. And the fact that he sat out three games at the start of the season for one NCAA situation and three games at the end of the season for a different situation tells you that they were not innocent. Because if they were innocent, he would not have sat out six games. So that is something that the NCAA enforcement staff, the NCAA infraction system will decide whether just how not innocent they were. Uh, as far as the game goes, very sloppy game, very, very uh, poorly played game in a lot of ways. Uh, and the Michigan defense was the best unit on the field, they looked like they were the best defense in the country from what we saw from them against both Alabama and Washington. I was very surprised. But even before they started to affect Michigan, and by the way, that was as good an example of affecting a quarterback without sacking him a bunch of times as, as maybe we've ever seen by the Michigan defense, uh, Michael Penix Jr. just played very, very poorly, even early. Just the kind of things we hadn't seen him do in big games against Texas or twice against Oregon this year. He just missed throw after throw, guys that were open, you know, plays that could have been touchdowns. When he wasn't under terrible duress, now he was under terrible duress a lot of the evening, but just very, very... Very poor performance by him. You hate to see that in his last game. He had played so well to get them there. But let's also be honest and remember that Washington had been on the edge for much of the season. You know, how many one-score games did they won in a row? Ten or something like that? They, they, they weren't dominant. They didn't blow people away. They made, time and again, they made big plays when they had to have them late in games. But they, but they also had a bit of good fortune, and and clearly Michigan was the better team last night. And and I know, I guess the AP poll came out oh some sometime overnight, and everybody in Washington was number two. I, Washington is not the second best team in the country. I I just don't believe it. I believe there are a number of teams better than them. They did go fourteen and one. They did get to the championship game. They did beat Texas in the semifinals, but that's not the number two team in
1: the country. Um. Did Michael hurt hardest draft stock last night? he cost himself money? You know, for some reason, the last, you can play so great and then the, your last impression, uh, sometimes, uh, people can't get that bad taste out of their mouth. Now only time will tell and hopefully they'll go back and, you know, look at everything he did throughout the season. But, uh, could that have cost him a ton of money last night?
2: It's possible, yeah. but
1: you know, they're,
2: they're, obviously he has a lot of tape a lot more tape where he was spot on and he made good decisions and he put the ball in tight windows consistently. But that was against maybe the best defense in the country. And he just did not look sharp. So that will, that will be something as, and this is the problem look with, with the long run up to the NFL draft teams have lots and lots of time to pick guys apart and to look at every single blemish, every flaw. Those flaws and blemishes get magnified. And guys that had terrific college careers, like Michael Penix Jr., uh, may get downgraded. But we did see, though, we did see that, look, every quarterback is better when he's not pressured. Every quarterback is lesser when when he is pressured. But there was such a difference with him, and I don't think that was the first time we've seen this. There was a very big gap between him pressured and not pressured. So that is certainly something that NFL folks will look at very, very closely.
1: Yeah, I want to ask you this, Kevin, because uh, you have a better feel for this than not do was it calculated by Alabama obviously it was to put out about Kevin Steele right before the national championship game uh that Kevin Steele was retiring um but you look on uh X you see Lane Kiffin's got like a emoji of like like he's thinking and he he did tell us something earlier in the year that uh he thought uh T Rob was calling the defenses and all uh just the whole situation just kind of doesn't look right it doesn't matter whether he's retiring or he's leaving or whatever. I mean the fact is he's not gonna be here, but the timing of when they put that out uh just just comment about all that yeah
2: i i you know, I, I don't know what the i don't know why you do that then in, in a sense if you're retiring, thanks. don't you want to celebrate that exactly that's it. yes, that's where that's where I'm going. And, and obviously, Chris Lowe, uh, outstanding reporter for ESPN, he broke that story. But, you know, he's got close ties to Alabama. He's very close to Nick Saban. He's close to people close to Nick Saban. And so it really was an injustice to me, to Kevin Steele, yeah. to the year he had, the career he's had. Moreover, he, look, he's coached for 40 years. He's, he's coached at a high level at a number of different schools. You know, he told me his first year at Alabama before his first game that, you know, he'd always wanted to coach for for a handful of coaches, and he'd fulfilled that by getting to coach for Nick Saban after he'd already coached for Tom Osborne and Bobby Bowden and Dom Capers. Uh, It was a a short list of, of guys that he always wanted to work for, and he completed that bingo card by coaching for Nick Saban the first time. So, he, he's done a wonderful job. He did a very good job with the Alabama defense this year. It was unfortunate that they didn't get the stop that they needed at the end of regulation in the Rose Bowl uh, and you know to go on and, and play in the national championship game. Because I fully believe if Alabama had played last night, they would have won the game. would have been a different game, but I, I do believe they would have won the game. So, it, yeah, it, it didn't make any sense to me. And I think, again, it was unfair to, to Kevin and his legacy. And... Also, at the end of the game, when Quinshawn Judkins <laughs> announced that he's going to Ohio State, you know, why you do that then also doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, you know, again, you're, you're overshadowed by what Michigan, Ohio State's rival, had just done by winning a national championship. So I think some people need to work on their PR skills.
1: Yes, no doubt. That-
2: um, I'll switch over for a minute. Uh, Auburn according to Barry, I, I hadn't seen this so he's probably correct. The defensive coordinator at Auburn maybe going maybe going to Florida, I'll put it that way. Maybe 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 have maybe it's more than maybe, but I'm sure he is. The offensive coordinator is eighty eight and out the gate because he didn't like him um he, and uh he's a little he's come a little bit too much of a me and I guy I guy, the head coach. A little bit, I think. Me, I had been there. I had to recruit. I couldn't you know, those kinds of things. Uh, we are we seeing any kind of um, the recruiting has been better. We seeing any turmoil there. I don't know if it's turmoil, but and, and our friend Chris Lowe re- reported within the hour that U Freeze is going to call his own plays next season. Yeah, yeah. He's not going. He's not going to hire an offensive coordinator and turn it over to him. So, you know, which is what. He probably should have done from the start instead of waffling and being so public about his indecision throughout this season. You know, did that cost Auburn a game or two perhaps? And, and let's be honest, yeah, recruiting was better, but it wasn't, it still wasn't as good as Alabama and Georgia. And, and uh, there's one other team in the SEC that finished ahead of them. They finished, I think fourth in the SEC and seventh nationally in, in most of the recruiting rankings after the early period. So it wasn't like they – they did, here's what they didn't do. And I hear Auburn fans make this comparison and say, yeah, Nick Saban went 7-6 and six in his first year at Alabama. Yeah, but Alabama then put together a generational recruiting class in that first full year under Saban and Kevin Steele and Kirby Smart, et cetera. This was a – this class wasn't that class for Auburn. In, you know, it could turn out to be that, but it does on paper, it's not that. The Alabama class was everything that it was touted to be with Julio Jones and those guys in that first full year. Uh, this Auburn class doesn't look like that class. Uh, there, it was very good in the wide receiver position, according to the rankings, et cetera. But so I, I don't know what the payoff was for you Freeze to continually tell us that he was focusing more on recruiting and coaching at certain times. You know, yes, you improved recruiting, and yes, it was very poor under Brian Harson, So you had farther to go than, than Alabama did when Saban got there. But uh, I don't know that that was worth it. And yeah, may, maybe the, maybe next season for Auburn will be more about the team and less about you freeze and his his inner turmoil. Yeah,
1: okay. uh, do you you know why would you leave Auburn and go to Florida? That just doesn't you know this. Stability down there is not great. Uh, now Charles Kelly has come to Auburn, so maybe he's going. Maybe it was in the works to make him the new defense. There's behind the scenes reason as to why these things happen, but when you're on the outside looking in, uh, certain things don't make sense. Where he may have had to go, uh, but that doesn't seem like a great career move when you look at Florida's schedule and kind of what happened. You know, New freeze has got several more years there. Is that is that a good move? Uh, Kevin, unless you had to do it. It's a curious move.
2: Uh, Look, Ron Roberts overall did a good job for Auburn this year. Their defense was consistently pretty good. Now, you could also make a case that the alignment, the plan, the call on fourth and 31 in the Iron Bowl is a fireable offense in and of itself. Not not attempting to put any pressure on Jalen Milrow and it wasn't really a rush three drop eight because the three up front didn't even rush. I mean, the two the, it looked like it was supposed to be one spy and two guys rushing, but the two guys who were supposed to rush basically played patty cake and then stood still. So really, you had three guys took out of, completely taken out of the play. They will never never explain that away uh, as long as as long as they all live, as long as we all live. So that that's a that that's not that's something that's hard to overcome. And then of course, very poor bowl performance which you can discount that for a lot of reasons. You can discount a lot of ball performances for different reasons. But, you know, uh, but to go to Florida, yeah, unless that that's – that and I don't know this, but that feels like uh, the head coach may have told him, you know, you might be better off, mm-hmm. you know, seeing what else you can find next year. And Charles Kelly, I will say this, I know he's, he's got Auburn connections. He's very he, – I know at one time – They tried to hire him as defensive coordinator. It didn't work out some years ago, and he was very well thought of at the time on the planes, not just by the coaching staff, but by some boosters as well. So that wouldn't be a surprise if they did turn around and make him the defensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, it looks like it could possibly uh, head that way. Uh, Looking at Alabama's situation, you know, there was a lot – talk about Roy Dell Williams possibly going to the portal. I don't think he did. Jace, uh has not. He can get in at any time because he is a graduate or he can go pro. Uh, but you got to imagine Coach Saban looked at these two freshman running backs. He's got uh, Jim Miller and Haynes and said we cannot lose these guys. So we got to be honest with these running backs. And let these older guys know that there's a new regime here that their role is going to change and they need to make sure that they're happy with it or if not then they they need to move on because I'm not going to lose uh, these two freshmen uh, to either another conference school or to Georgia or whatever so uh, everybody has different problems with their roster but I would think that would be one uh, where Nick Saban had to take care of the young guys We so didn't lose uh, two superstars there is that correct you think Kevin?
2: Well and let's be honest you know 2 and 5 were, were were very good for Alabama this year but they were not elite no. they they weren't elite Alabama was not elite at running back this year they they weren't elite at the skill position this year and so in many ways and i know a lot of people are down on jalen milroe for the way he played against tech uh, i'm sorry against michigan in the semifinals the last play but if you really look at the talent around him Probably, and again, it's all relative, and this is not a knock on those guys, but it's comparing them to previous collections of wide receivers and tight ends and and running backs at Alabama. Maybe the weakest collection of skill talent around the quarterback at Alabama that we've seen in a long time. And so for Jalen to make the improvement he made is even more impressive given that and the spotty nature of the offensive line, the up and down nature of the offensive line play this year so the younger guys look like they have better potential. It was still a little bit of a surprise that they didn't get more run in the Michigan game uh, because when they did, they performed very well. So uh, I would expect you'll see, you know, more guys, those younger guys featured more next season. And then they've got some talent coming in too from their high school ranks at that position.
3: Yeah
1: that anything else for Kevin? For, oh, appreciate uh, it, Kevin. Thank you. Appreciate Kevin, it. Tell everybody where they can get you and get all your great stuff.
2: Yeah, best uh, best thing to do: follow me on Twitter slash X at Kevin Skarbinski. You'll get links to all of my different initiatives. My work with the Birmingham Tip Off Club is another thing that that I do uh, this time of year. So so check it out. Read read the Birmingham Lead, Birmingham subscription product. Check that out read my weekly newsletter, Scarbo Knows. You can find that every Thursday through al.com slash sports. And it should be uh, another exciting year, starting
1: with uh, basketball season heating up. No doubt. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, guys. Have All a good right. uh, Yeah, Basketball tonight, Alabama, a 12-and-a-half point favorite against the South Carolina Gamecocks, and that game will tip at 6 p.m., which is a tough time, I think, to get a big crowd in there early. Hopefully, they'll Hopefully it'll be at the Northridge game. But if you're not at the Northridge game, then go to the Alabama game because Northridge takes on Central tonight. Justin, give us the Tide at one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama Sports.
4: Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. We are seeing a little rain moving through the area this morning. It's never a good combination with morning drive traffic, but the impact has been minimal. Our drive times are in pretty good shape as well. If you're traveling 69 from 15th Street to Mid-Larry Road, both directions, you can expect about an 11-minute drive. No problems on 2059 if you're traveling between Foster's and Cottondale. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. 100.9
5: Tuscaloosa weather. Rain ending this morning. Cloudy, windy, and colder with temperatures settling into the mid to upper 40s today. A clearing sky tonight, the low 32. Tomorrow, sunny with a high at 48. And Thursday, the sky partially sunny, the high at 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Hot.
0: Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Yellowwood, pressure treated fine from Great Southern. They brought you this 7 o'clock hour. Appreciate those guys so much. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that's close to you. You're going to build that fence, the deck, the pergola. Build it with yellowwood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Dad, your thoughts on the timing of the Kevin Steele thing. You know, we're the, the reason why doesn't matter. Uh I think this guy's done a lot for college football. He's done a lot. Uh, for Nick Saban, uh, Nick Saban's obviously done a lot for him. So he made the guy to be able to go out better than an ex uh, deal from Chris Lowe. Uh, that's how you get it out there. And now it just seems like he deserved better than that, regardless as to why. Um, uh, I don't know your thoughts on that.
2: I don't have an answer. I know I know Alabama has a new SID. Um, I don't have, I, if I had an answer, it'd be speculation. And I don't think it's fair.
1: Yeah, I'm not I, saying that. I'm just saying, regardless as to why, it doesn't matter to just kind of bury it, unless that's what Kevin wanted. Like he didn't want a bunch of it. You know, of course, a guy like that probably did not want a bunch of t- attention anyway. Uh, but, uh, we'll see what, what happens there. But, uh, if they go with within, within, I think that's, uh, fine. I got, Coach has got to be tired of bringing, New people in though, and trying to teach them the Alabama way, and uh, those guys get accustomed to one another. That, that's got to get old, right? Or does he? Does he not? You yeah, know, somebody.
2: Money? Yeah. Well, you got your list, and you kind of. And of course, coach has been knowing this. Uh, this this didn't hit. Yeah. This, this, it, he's been knowing it for some time. He's already got his, this list made, and and he's going to you know talk around it in, in his public talks. But he, he's got his list made. He knows who he wants. And I think uh, we'll just try to find, try to find be a bit of speculation, but Coach
1: knows who he wants. Yeah, we'll see. I think we can get, I don't know, we'll see what happens uh, as this thing unfolds. All right, we'll take the break. We'll get Coach Jack Crowe once again. Thanks to Ye- Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern Wood. You listen to Todd, 100.9 and 1230 AM, WTBC, the home of Alabama sports
4: high 100.9 traffic tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns and nissan traffic center we are seeing a little rain moving through the area this morning it's never a good combination with morning drive traffic but the impact has been minimal our drive times are in pretty good shape as well. If you're traveling 69 from 15th Street to Mid-Larry Road, both directions, you can expect about an 11-minute drive. No problems on 2059 if you're traveling between Foster's and Cottondale. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Trust
0: WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app from the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia.
7: In college football's national title game, Michigan beat Washington 34 to 13. The Wolverines rushed for 303 yards as a team. They had running backs Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards each go for under 100 over 100 yards and each score a pair of rushing touchdowns. Edwards had 41 and 46-yard touchdown runs. In the first quarter, Corum had two fourth-quarter touchdown runs to seal the win. Washington star quarterback Michael Penix Jr. struggled. He was 27-51 passing, 255 yards with one touchdown and two interceptions. Michigan ends the year 15-0 and and captures their first national title since 1997. Washington ends the year 14-1 and with a 21-game winning streak coming to an end. NFL news. The Washington Commanders fired their head coach Ron Rivera. NBA news. Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant will undergo season-ending shoulder surgery after suffering an injury during training. And on the court the Pacers knock off the top team in the NBA the Celtics 133 131
0: inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson it's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app
1: Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker. My Allstate Insurance agent, Andrew Kniffer, will bring you this 8 o'clock hour. 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. You're looking for home, life, auto. You need renter's insurance. You need an umbrella policy. Whatever you need, Andrew will find the perfect solution for you. Give he and his staff a call, 205 722 nine two zero one or go to the Andrew Keniffer Facebook page. All right, we'll get right to the Andrew Keniffer All State hotline and bring in our football guru, Coach Jack Crow. Good morning, Coach. Happy New Year. How are you? Hey Jack. Good morning. How are you? Good. Yeah, go ahead. Uh what about this game? Well,
6: Michigan from beginning to end it was the best football team in the country. I think everybody has to has to Say that, and they they didn't uh, they didn't come up short on anything. I didn't think they were ready to play. They all their players, as fine, made the plays. Uh, they seemed to have every plan they needed. Um, you know, I think uh, what he's put together has been a three year process. There, you just look at their maturity, uh, the ability to get all the bases. And and develop all experience in every unit. I mean, their corners, their safeties. I mean, their offensive line, and their what? I mean, he. You know, a lot of teams. A lot of teams get two thirds of it done. Um, I mean, they had all the pieces. And if you think back to, you know, the team that won it last year, Georgia. You know, they were able to put all the pieces together. That goes back to recruiting and hard work, but just that sustainability of every year adding adding something and not losing something and getting it all on the same level for the, you know, for the same end. I, I don't think there's anybody to question that they were the best team in the country. I, I really think by comparison for us and for Alabama, um, one play away, you know. So if they're the standard, uh, it ain't that far away. And um I think um uh he did a he did a really good job coaching. Um and I I think Nick still did considering where he came from and to get one play away from beating that football team still um there's a, there's a lot of a lot of merit due um you know on the basis of just how good a standard they are. They they are the standard this year just like Georgia was last year i'll just i'll just say this notice, we're in a constant state of change you know what's the best style what's you know everybody's looking for what's the latest the best and sometimes it's just the same old stuff just like Georgia dominated inside the tackles the two years they won it Michigan dominated inside the tackles they did. They dominated. The rest of their players, they they weren't better than everybody else's players. They just had more of them, and they had all the pieces. But where they really got you was tackle-to-tackle tackle on both sides of the line of scrimmage. That, I don't think there's anybody that was comparable comparable to them uh, in, in, in that line of scrimmage area, which, you know, looks like SEC football to us, it does to me.
1: Yeah. Um I'm not a big Harbaugh fan, but I do respect uh his coaching ability. Uh what do you know about him? You know, he, he seems like they got a they're a hard nosed team. They got really smart kids there. They don't beat themselves. Uh they play hard. Uh what do you know about Jim Harbaugh? Why do his players love him so much? Seems like they really do, and he's got a he's got those guys all balled in, it seems like.
6: Yeah, well, I'm, I know his dad. or knew his dad. You know, his dad was a yeah. West Kentucky coach, and they're Bowling Green, and that was the league I spent a lot of time in. And we never directly played them when I was uh, in Division Two, but in FCS, we played them. The first JSU team that went to the that went to the playoffs, uh, Jacksonville State team. I'm very familiar. I mean, he was—he was a standard in his day. But, uh, the dad was, and you got two boys They're both men of the Super Bowl. Uh, and I just say it: they hard nosed, simple, uh, and just extremely consistent. And uh, they—they just—they just work with the basic principles. I mean, they're going to block you. They're going to tackle you. They're going to. Fights you to the end. I mean, just just you know, we had a term for this at one time, and it, it was sort of a code. You know, that guy's a baller. You know, those two guys are ballers. Those two sons, and their dad was a baller. Yeah, I mean, it's just about ball. was not about being fancy. It's just, hey, let's just go play some ball. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Uh,
2: during this period of time, I hate to ask you this, but because you're you are an offensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, the the head coach at Auburn uh, fired his offensive coordinator, put the word "me" and "I" in his vocabulary, had to recruit rather than. Did anybody ever, you know, sort of? It, it, is that quite different? What he's done, or what he's doing? Am I am I off base on that? Is it, the next he's now he's called going to call his own plays? and he's well, saying that uh, he's gonna bring in somebody i'm i'm not saying who's gonna bring in go ahead go ahead you know, this. You, know well, this. I, you know it's
6: a it's a struggle um for anybody to run the whole organization yeah. and then submerge themselves into the minutia of one particular part of it okay and calling plays is is minutia you've got 72 to 90 decisions you got to make based on eight variables that are changing all the time. I mean, it is minutia. Now, are you going to walk down the hall, separate yourself from that player that may wanted to see you just walk by and you wasn't there and he kept walking because you probably could have talked him out of going into the portal. I mean, where where, where do you, where do you feel your role really is? And every organization is a different, I, I think he's taking a step backwards because I think, uh, with the portal and all the changing dynamics, uh, managing and having a relationship with players, a personal relationship, is probably the most important thing in, in the coming age of college football. Yeah, I down. think it oh. may be the wrong time, personally, to be putting yourself in a film room. Unless you just think you're smarter than everybody else. Yes. Yeah. And if he thinks he's smarter than everybody else, that'll get him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think he does, Coach. Um he comes across, and maybe I'm wrong, as a as a me guy. Uh, you know, I called I called that play at California, where we scored. They get beat in the bowl game. Well, I spent all my time recruiting; didn't spend any time on the game planning. That to me rubs the assistants the wrong way. They're looking at him out of the corner uh-huh. eyes, and you just said what? And so I think yeah. you, I think you end up now. Those guys are getting in their offices and they're talking to one another, and their wives are talking to their wives, and it just creates. You, you got to take responsibility. Uh, in my opinion, I want to get your thoughts on it because if not, then you're going to end up with a fracture with fracture within your staff and even your players in these situations.
6: No question. I mean, every every time I've seen a a head coach get. In this position, and I've seen it; um, <laughs> it just doesn't work out well. Mm-mm. And and um, you know, what do the people think on defense? I mean, does he really know them? And and are we saying that? Um, I mean, it's the guy don't Miss, Kiffin. I mean, some people have a knack for doing this. And it's getting harder and harder. Um, and maybe these guys just think, you know, their their gift is to have that that ability to call plays. I mean i I probably have that gift to call plays. I've called plays and won big games because of plays I called. But it depends on just how you how you see yourself. Is if that's what you think your true value is. Uh, I I wouldn't be too sure of it. Um, I think athletic directors ought to have it written in people's contracts. They either do or they don't. You know, they went through this with Gus down there Yeah, (laughs) and it was a fight between the administration and certain supporters and Gus about who was calling plays for three years. And, 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 you know, if, 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 If you want a guy to call plays, put in his contract. If you want a guy to run and be the key administrator, personnel responsibilities, um, you know, coach the coaches, all of them, every day. Um, You know, I've seen some guys, uh, I think uh, uh, Rich Rod is doing a great job of running a program and calling the plays. I, I think they're guys that can do it. I think you better know what you are, and you better have some – he just lost his defensive coordinator to Texas A&M, and that's what's going to happen to you. You're you're going to separate yourself. You're going to create a superstar on the other side. You know, what does that lead to, you know? Anyway, I, uh, I mean, tell I've, I've struggled with this thing. I never as a head coach called a play. Yeah, I um... – Show you where I am. Never called a play as a head coach. Now I suggested, and those suggestions were taken, but I was not the play caller. I uh, had this feeling that Pat
2: may have said to you. I I know. I know the answer to this. I'll just say it. Pat. You do. You know all the answers. (laughs) between me and Pat. Pat said. Pat may have said to you. I don't know why we didn't call so and so. As far as knowing offense, Patton wouldn't know enough offense to even uh, line them up. But he yes, may I, have said to you, I, "I know it looked like a book." Uh oh, yeah. Why didn't we run this play, or why did we run that play? Or, or yeah. he, did, he didn't oh. go into about. He didn't talk about series and stuff. He talked about a play in itself. And now, isn't
6: that right? The concept, you know, like yes, he would question. And that's what he should do. He he questioned me all the time. That's holding me accountable. Yeah. But he wasn't, you know, now on Monday towards the end of my tenure there, he'd start trying to get on the board and just, well, what about this and what about that? And and that's where the old, um, the bearable word we talked about before came in. And, you know, I, I, there were some things he put up there. Now I'm not discounting his knowledge of football. It was excellent. But, uh, but applying it to a play calling scenario in a game now, that's that's different. Yeah. And uh but Pat Pat he never called
1: a play. He never, yeah. ever called a play. He just he the one that you call better work, right?
6: <laughs> he had a like, why in the hell did we call that? Yeah, I, but I've heard that ten thousand
1: times. Yeah, you gotta have some thick skin in those situations, and just uh, listen, hear, but you know, not not get too sensitive about what what guys will say to you there. that,
6: <laughs> uh, you know, uh, as good as as good as as Harbaugh is, he doesn't call his plays.
1: Mm-mm. Now
6: you got that play calling sheet there, and he really monitors that, and he's got a defensive coordinator that. You know, he doesn't look like he spends a lot of time with. That's Rick Nutter's son. I mean, I know him. He's born in Little Rock, the defensive coordinator at Michigan. And he's given him a, a lot of latitude. Uh, but I'll promise you he's on a short string, just like on the other side of the ball. I was on a short string with Pat. He could straighten me out in a dang heartbeat.
1: <laughs> uh, your thoughts about Kevin Steele. Uh, the timing of putting that out was a little bit, uh, I didn't really understand that because I don't. Rather, the reason why he's leaving that doesn't really matter to me. The fact that he is and how much he's done for college football—it seems like it ought to be celebrated more than just burying it right before the national championship uh, game on X. Just your thoughts about that?
6: Well, I, you, you don't always know the circumstances. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, sure. You know, is that something? He and Nick talked about and had a discussion about and so they both uh, had an agreement uh, or it was it was a personal thing that Kevin just told him one day and did the next. You know I, I think Kevin's been about a step away from going to play with the grandchildren for a while. Now that may not be what he's doing. I know Kevin. I know him personally and I've known him for a long time. You know, he don't have to work. He had not had to work for a long time. And, and he just has a, a true passion. That passion won't go away. But there are times in your life where you look at what, you know, what what are the things that you that you value most. I mean, Nick's going to have a conversation with Terry some in, in, somewhere in here too now. And we don't, you know, we won't, he won't tell us what that's about, but... Every coach has them, and, um, you know, sometimes you decide where you want to put your time. Plus, you know, there's this thing called age. Time starts affecting things. It's not a forever proposition, and you you get to be past 65 in particular. Uh, you know, it gets to be, you know, it gets to be, okay, what I want to get done in these next years I've got, because there ain't no guarantee how many years you got.
1: Yeah, I mean, and Terry uh, could help him make this decision, right? Uh, about what they want to do in the future. She'll play a humongous part. In oh, what, when of we, uh, may May play the part uh, when this thing, where they're going to yeah. close this chapter and move on to the next phase of their life. Uh, yeah, I think you're 100% correct there, coach. Just what, what, yeah, what
6: age number did you say? <laughs> I think once you get past 65, you start filling the time, personally. Now, that, yeah, Thank you. That's personally. You start feeling it a little differently. I don't know if that's where Social Security kicked in or what. But um, that's, for me, you know, I retired at 65. Basically was encouraged to retire, just to be honest with you, by the people I worked for. Uh, But it was time. You know, I think they were just trying to tell me, show me what I couldn't see. But then you, you got somebody like Bobby down at Florida State, and, and Joe Paterno, I mean, who reasonably went beyond their reasonable time of, of really bringing value to the program. I mean, they really did. And I think their own families would even say that. Um, so, you know, I it just depends on whether you want to push that gray area, you know, when you decide to do it for Kevin, you know. I guess we assume he's not going to coach anymore, but I don't know. I hadn't talked to Kevin in a while. Uh,
2: what what direction we have, we have a listener that calls a lot? What direction do we go? Not we, but the NCAA can go with the transfer portal to make it a little bit more feasible uh, and not go against federal law. Where the, uh, as we had one one speaker on said, "Everything you, every time you do, they get lawyers and sue." Uh, is anything that can be done without lawyers
6: as far as i like some lawyers uh what about that well these are contracts and if you just look at the we turn these guys on the professional athletes with no performance standards by the yeah. way yeah, right. with no performance standards name image and likeness got what is how big can you be how do you me- measure that um but what we could do is, is is put some guardrails around everything from how much it is to uh, some kind of requirements. Um, I don't know that they could bring it down to performance, um, but they certainly need to get it down to where there's a, a, a some kind of accountability. Um, I mean, right now, if you if you find a three star investment and you you find him and you sign him, and you're, um, you know, Mississippi State. And you, you know, I can remember just when you get lucky and say, God, look what, look how lucky we are, how much, how special this kid is, or how much we've helped him develop into this. And yet, what's waiting right behind that? <laughs> you know, and, and those were the most fun. The most rewarding thing was to, you know, was to find those guys, and now you, now you're gonna, now you're gonna be slapped in the face, because he's probably gonna be in the portal. Uh, it just really de
1: incentivizes part of what really coaching is, in my opinion. Well, I mean, basically, I mean, think about it like this. If you were in the NFL, the system that college football has, you'd be a, your players would be free agents every year. They could go wherever. everywhere every year. That's what college football is. Correct, coach.
6: That's what it is, and I think they ought to say that you've got to stay. Uh, you 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 have a minimal, a minimal like the the, the 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 NFL. You you got a r- rookie contract. You can get something if you stay here with us a while. We're going to give you a little bit. And I think everybody ought to say the first three years you get X. And after that, you're a free agent. But this being a free agent is a second day you're on the campus is ridiculous. Yeah.
1: And now when they say now you can transfer multiple times, that even makes it more ridiculous. I mean, I can maybe get the the one time I made a mistake, my coach left, uh, the system doesn't fit me, I'm homesick. But now you can go two, three, four with no penalty? (laughs) I mean, you give
6: every one of these kids $60,000 their first year, $80,000 their second year, uh, $90,000 their third year, and after that, they can go test the market.
1: Yes. right. I, I, I'm with you. Dad, uh, anything else for Coach Crow? No, I you...
2: appreciate it, Jack. I appreciate you being on. I'll give you a little bit of a rest. We'll switch to the back, but I'll... I'll uh... <laughs> I'll be calling you from time, time. Uh, hey, to time. hey, I good,
6: to, uh, good to see you the other time. night. Good to see you the other night. You look good, man. You look yeah. good. I want some of your blood. You, yeah. I only hope I, I can only hope I'm as goddamn uh, vibrant as you you are when I get what what I'm seventy five. What are you
2: eighty? No, I'm not. Three. That old. I'm not that old. But uh, tell <laughs> tell Barry that. Be sure to tell Barry that.
6: Hey, hey how old is? Barry, how old is he? I, I ain't not Barry on tell.
1: He, he, oh, he, coach. I would, I would be off the show tonight. I'm trying to get him to take my calls. If I say how old he is on the <laughs> phone, then that, on this radio show. He'll be mad at me for two weeks. He won't yeah, say so I, <laughs> I thought
6: you and Dr. Andrews, who we were there, uh, honoring, I thought you and Dr. Andrews were pretty close to same thing. Well, you, 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 you know, you know, don't always, you don't always correct it, just
1: sometimes. He should say how old <laughs> he is when people say, good gosh, he's that old and still doing the radio and doing all these different things. I want to do what he's doing. And then he should celebrate it. And no, right. I ain't him.
6: celebrating. Buried very, very somewhere in Carbon Hill. I'm wearing Carbon Hill. There's
1: the truth of all this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate right. it. Uh, Thank you. There's Coach Jack Krug. He's right about uh, you know who frees. You're you're going to be the coordinator now, yep. so you you ain't going to have spend no time with the defense. You ain't got no time to deal with them. Deal with the the defensive players. Uh, I think this guy. I don't think is if I'm his staff and he's rolling me under the bus. Uh, I ain't real. I ain't crazy about him, and so I, I think he's got to be careful. Yeah. Uh, I think he almost comes across as
7: immature uh,
1: yeah, about
2: it. I agree. It, so. I, I do too. Yeah, I. Uh, I would like for us to Barry after we go through the commercial, is to get into these four basketball games tonight. Maybe uh, talk about. I'll tell who's going to win, and you can tell who's going to win. Doesn't matter to me. And, uh, free tomorrow night, but just talk a little bit about that. Uh, if we have football questions, uh, or things that Barry and I have missed, don't hesitate to whack, whack us or call us. Yeah,
1: call us. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll take, talk about whatever you want if you yeah, don't. We'll, we'll talk some basketball. All right. Unit to Ty 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa
5: weather. Rain ending this morning, cloudy, windy, and colder, with temperatures settling into the mid to upper 40s today. A clearing sky tonight, the low 32. Tomorrow sunny, with a high at 48. And Thursday, the sky partially sunny, the high at 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with
0: Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Well to like Tuscaloosa Toyota? Go to com. You can go right there on the Internet and look at all the new inventory, those new 2024s, trucks, the uh, Camrys, the SUVs right there. Also on the website, you can schedule a service. So you can do a ton right there. But you also want to swing by Skyland Boulevard, see Justin, see David DeSantis. They'll help you out Uh when you get down there. Tell them that Wip and Barry sent you. We look forward to visiting with Justin Troll tomorrow. About all things Tuscaloosa Toyota. All right. Tonight's slate, uh, six o'clock first game dad. Uh, and I'm going to tell you the line. I don't know if you're, you, are you going to just pick the winner outright? Or are you going to pick against the line? No, I
2: don't pick against the line. Right. I just, uh, uh, I'm not, getting. uh,
1: this one will not be a hard pick then. Uh, Missouri, no. uh, who's quite honestly not having a great year. Uh, they're going to Rupp Arena. Um, you know, Rupp Arena is a, a neat venue at, uh, the history in there. It You just kind of, it's just a different feel when you're in there for, for whatever reason, uh, all the banners mm-hmm. and, and all, but Kentucky is a 12 and point favorite. That game's at six o'clock, which will be seven, uh, at Rupp, uh, just your thoughts about this particular game. And I'm assuming you're going to pick Kentucky to win it.
2: Yeah. Kentucky is really fast. Uh, they're big and they're fast. Uh, um, they run the break well. Um, I think, I, I don't think that Kentucky, uh, in the games that I have seen, just in the games I've seen, um, gets as good a look at the three as Alabama does. I don't think it, they, I think they'll jack a three, Alabama shoot threes, you know, whatever. Uh, but, uh, they haven't, they've got some good shooters. They're going to shoot a lot of them more than they've ever shot. They're averaging the last time I looked, I don't have the media in front of me with to they were making 10 a game. Uh, they are uh, very fortunate to beat Florida at Florida. Florida played very well, better than I thought they would. They, they're better than I thought they were. A uh, good win for them on the road. But Barry's right. Uh, Missouri had uh, gave up 12 threes. Uh, they scored 12 threes against Missouri. Georgia did at at Missouri. That doesn't mean anything. Everybody, every game takes on its own personality. And uh so we'll see. But
1: uh uh I would I think Kentucky wins the game. Yeah, Kentucky looking at their um stats here, uh they got uh five players, which are really almost six averaging double figures. Antonio yeah. Reeves getting nineteen a game, uh Rob Dillingham thirteen, Trey Mitchell twelve, Reed Shepherd whose dad played. Uh, Kentucky getting, getting 12 over 12 a game, and D.J. Wagner, uh, the freshman, getting 12. And then Justin Evans right below that at ninth with six guys yeah. uh, getting double figures. You know, sometimes you may, when you only have two or three guys, somebody might have an off night, but when you have that many guys, uh, that's, that bodes well for the Wild.
2: Well, one thing I wanted to mention, Barry, the Shepherd kid whose dad played there uh, is a great free-throw shooter. Uh, he held the basketball on the dribble drives and, and held, held, went to the free throw line, made most of them, to win the game against uh, against Florida. He is a very, very fine shooter. He's not a big, strong physical kid. But um, you certainly don't want to you know mess with him as far as going to the free throw line.
1: Yeah, so shows how old I am. I remember Jeff Shepard, uh, who was yeah. from Georgia. Yeah. Uh, playing there at uh, at Kentucky. Now, his son uh, is a freshman star there. All right, we'll skip the Bama game, come back to that. Uh, the 8 o'clock games, uh, the first game's on ESPN2. Uh, they should have a great crowd down. They sell out every time the best, I think mean, probably the best home court advantage in the SEC, uh, right up there with Kansas as far as in the country. But the Texas A&M, uh, you know, when you count Buzz Williams out is when he usually comes back, but they, I would say they're off to a disappointing start at nine and four losing, I'm sorry, nine and five losing at home, uh, to LSU now having to go down to Auburn, who's on a roll, 12 and two, one no in the SEC. Uh, the line's a little bit low, so they know something here. Auburn is a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, uh, your thoughts here?
2: Well, I, I, I think they've got the Taylor kid, or it it is Taylor, I'm not sure. Uh yeah, Wade I'll be Wade Taylor. Uh who's a good player. You know, you defend him well, uh is it's gonna be important there. Auburn Auburn had uh certainly one of the great wins ever. Um but, you know, got so much in, so many inside points against uh Arkansas that uh they'll be hard, they're hard to stop inside as well as when they shoot the ball outside they're – and they're good defensively, so I don't know what the line is, but I, I would say that
1: line seven and a half.
2: Yeah, I would say that Auburn wins by more than that, but um, I have no idea. But uh, Auburn is is talented. And they're good. They're playing well. Um, anything, anything can happen. It can all backfire on you. Uh, uh, I don't think that LSU, uh, excuse me, that a uh, And M was very good defensively either against uh, LSU as a team. So I would
1: say uh, another home win. Yeah, they weren't. But usually when you're not, that's when the coaches get out the film sure. and they have some sure. pretty uh, stern talks to, to guys. And so usually you come back and play better defensively. Uh, but I think Auburn wins. All right, Vanderbilt, uh, who played Alabama? Not, they got down big. They didn't quit, came back. Uh, uh, they played well late in the game. But uh, they're going to LSU. LSU, uh, both teams um, – You know, probably will not be NCAA tournament teams. LSU, uh, eight-and-a-half-point favorite uh, at the Pete Maravich Assembly Center. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to take LSU here. Yeah, I am. Uh, LSU
2: probably feels better about themselves to go on the road to the SEC and win a game and be, you know, they feel better about themselves that game. It's great, you know, to be able to do that, to start the season when you've been struggling a lot. Um, so I, w- I would think that another home team in fact I think all four home teams win tonight uh, uh, I don't know think about the line but LSU uh, Vanderbilt played uh, I thought somewhat better against Alabama Alabama did turn it over 16 times and uh, Vanderbilt hung in there as best they could I don't think they were down 18 in the first half and then it, it got back to where they had a you know a, a decent chance to maybe slip by it but it couldn't do it uh Alabama is, uh, has three really good scorers, and they're playing a lot of people. We'll talk about that in just a I minute. Mean, anyway, I'd take LSU.
1: And tonight, uh, 6 o'clock, uh, South Carolina. Uh, matter of fact, i got to reach out to one of the guys, that, uh, one of their administrative assistants, so they a good buddy of mine. I'm assuming they're Already here in town, but uh, they're taking on LSU Alabama. Uh, Alabama is a big favorite here, twelve and a half. South Carolina, thirteen and one, uh, did knock off Mississippi State. Uh, if you're going to beat Alabama, you got to score. You got to score the ball, and you can. Uh, Alabama not great uh, defensively, but sometimes they just go to a number uh, that you can't go to. Uh, the students, uh, I think school starts back tomorrow. Is that correct? So they should have. Pretty good student crowd in there tonight. Uh, but early games sometimes don't have great crowds or great atmospheres. Uh, your thoughts about South Carolina and Bama tonight?
2: Well, the only way, only have chance they have against Alabama is to stop the break, but then recover as quick as you can to the three point shooters. Those two factors. If I were playing Alabama, I would be darn sure that we got back defensively, got the break stopped, but that, that wasn't, that would be, then we got to go contest. Uh, you've got if you if you're not good defensively against Alabama against the threes they, they'll burn you good. They've got a lot of shooters They spend a lot of time in practice doing that. I don't know that Kentucky and them shoot to, to run the shooting drills that Alabama does but they you know they they can shoot it well and you better you better test and you better you better be darn sure that you're good enough and you can be good enough to limit their shots Most every possession, not every possession, but some. Uh, They're playing a lot of people. They're young. They're young, in some ways. Uh, When you look at them and think about their scoring abilities, you think are Estrada and and Sears and and Nelson. Those three do do a lot of it, but other people come in and and contribute what they can. So Alabama's got a good team. Hard to beat at home. Clemson came in and beat them for the first time in uh, a lot of games and comes and play well but they really boarded with them and um you you'll have to you'll have to rebound with them so alabama alabama's going to win this game i don't know if it's going to be 12 and a half points they're going to win the game
1: well um if you watch alabama play if if you really want to understand basketball look at where they space their players on the floor that they, they space them out to where it gives the guy with the ball plenty of room to drive uh, if you don't help, they get the ball all the way to the rim. If you do, they kick out for f- three. So they do a great job of uh, the spacing there uh, with their offense, and that's why they get so many wide-open threes, and they take a ton. All right, uh, we'll take the break here. Before we do it, though, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes.
2: Well, we have uh, a lot of things come up in life. Uh, as you see uh, on the Internet and in the newspapers, uh, things that have happened that are just, you know, bad uh hopefully you won't have an injury an un- unwanted injury or somebody that injures you that uh, wasn't necessary but you injure go uh, get injured at a certain place whether it be on the highways whether it be a, whether it be in your neighborhood wherever it might be just crazy things happen you need somebody that can help you prince glover and hayes can answer those questions for you at three four five one two three four be happy to talk with you on telephone. If you feel like it, you need to go further with it, they'll meet with you at 711 Rice Mine Road. Vis- Visible some more and then represent you. Prince Glover and Hayes, been knowing Bob for years, and uh, they do an excellent job. 345-1234.
1: PrinceLaw.net is the website. Always remember, if they don't win, then you don't pay. <laughs> Phone lines are open at 205-342-9904. If you want to talk more about what we talked about with Coach Crow. Uh, Alabama football, you want to talk about this basketball team, we're here ready to talk to you. You just have 100.9. It's your home of Alabama sports.
6: No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers.
4: hi 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. The drive this morning's been a little bit wet, but we haven't seen enough rain to impact traffic to any great extent this morning. You're moving along nicely on 2059 from Foster's on out to Cottondale, traveling along McFarland Boulevard, University, Skyland Boulevard, and Highway 69 up from Hale County. No big problems along the way there. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero.
0: Need to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9
2: app.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room 205 342 9904. If you want to get in on the show, uh, with us this morning, uh, as we go, uh, tomorrow, I guess, Dad, you got the other teams. They, they did away, um, with the Thursday games in the SEC, which I think they did. They, that was a good thing. You know, when you play on Thursday night and then you might play Saturday afternoon, you only had one day. Now, at least everybody will at least have two days of prep. But uh, turning our attention to uh, Wednesday, you got Tennessee uh, traveling to Mississippi State. Tennessee uh, probably was the most impressive of all the teams. Over the weekend, um, Mississippi State lost their You got to protect your home floor if you want to go to the NCAA tournament. Uh, how do you see that, uh, Tennessee, Mississippi State tomorrow?
2: I would imagine Tennessee is a favorite. I would imagine, though, the score, the, the line is, is lower than we think. I don't have any idea, but, uh, Mississippi State is, is very good defensively, but you've got, to, you've got to be able to score. Uh, they have not been able to do what they needed to do. They're not a great three-point shooting team. They have the Bell kid and the Smith kid inside alternating. Uh, Tulu Smith is back now, and um, pretty much at full speed, and certainly is a factor in the game because they have foul trouble. Um, every now and then they'll slip a, a, a little zone in there, but they will they will try to disrupt you. They work very hard defensively uh, in their in their practice sessions, and. Um, uh, they just don't have a, a lot of great shooters i mean i may say this and may hit 15 threes for all i know but uh i would say that uh it would be the first road win um of, of going of the of four games that we mentioned uh would will be tonight i think the home team wins all of them tonight and i think tennessee has a great chance to win that particular game uh if they, you know, it's a possibility that, you know, Kevin may go out and the defense may fluster them, but I think Tennessee wins that game.
1: Alright, uh, the other game, uh, interesting game, Arkansas, who I won't say it's a must win, but, uh, when you lose like that, they're nine and five, they are they're flirting with, uh, you know, putting so many losses there it's gonna be difficult to maybe get to the tournament. Uh they're traveling to Georgia. I'll say another surprise team, it'll maybe they schedule properly, but uh to go to Missouri and win, uh it was a good win. They're one and zero in the league. They're gonna play in Stegman uh Coliseum tomorrow. Uh that's that's gonna be a tough game to pick there, Arkansas, Georgia. It
2: sure is. You're your head your head on it. Uh it's a be careful game if you're Arkansas. Be careful. Uh, don't take anything for granted. Don't take anything at all for granted because if you're not playing well yourself. Uh, they have probably had uh, pretty tough practices, uh, pretty much uh, negative on them. Um, you got to go back now positive on them if you can. Um, the press conference uh, was pretty much, uh, you know, you saw the game. We weren't good in anything that we did. inside game for, for Auburn was a killer for them, um, Georgia shot, made 12-3, th- 3s threes. I've already said against Missouri, uh, they are playing better. The crowd will be better. The home the home court advantage won't be won't be great. It'll be okay. They'll, you know, they'll be there for Georgia, and you'll know that it's Georgia game. But it won't be a it won't be an Auburn or or Mississippi State or uh, not Mississippi State or Auburn game. Something like that. It just won't be that Texas A&M game. So. Um, uh, I don't know who's going to win this game. Um, I, it, it's hard for me to say. I, I will. I will. I will go ahead and say uh, Arkansas in a close one. And I can be dead wrong on this one. Uh, I would say Arkansas. I, I would think that he got them straightened out. Maybe they're they're better. But, uh, you certainly gotta give Georgia some credit, so I'd say Arkansas and
1: All right. and last, uh, SEC game for the midweek, uh, Florida, uh, who played well, uh, but they are 0-1, uh, they're going to Ole Miss, uh, just knowing Ole Miss's coach there, the way they got beat, uh, I think he probably will have their attention. Uh, I think that place will be uh, sold out over there. Uh, so I personally will take Ole Miss in this game, yep. uh, just based on what happened the yep. games before and, uh, with that game being played in Oxford, but maybe you're thinking something different. No, today.
2: no, I'm right along with you. I take Ole Miss in this game. I think Ole Miss has, has got some new players. Uh, as Barry has mentioned, they've got, they got more home court advantage. Um, they're coached well. Uh, they couldn't shoot any poorly than they than than they did. I don't know Tennessee had something to do with it. I watched most of that game but uh, I think Ole Miss wins. I think they had to fight for fight to win um, somewhat. Uh, Florida is better than I thought uh, the big the big guy they've got is is can match up with their big guy. Uh, Florida is uh, is a team that uh, I think is disappointed. Because they had a great chance to beat Kentucky and did everything they could do except win, so I would be like Barry is. I, I would say that uh, that Ole Miss will come back from that game and they will beat uh, they they win that game. Uh, uh, in a, not in a fashion way, but fl- Florida's Florida is decent, but I think he'll win the
1: game. Yeah, all right. We'll take this last break, uh, and then we'll come back and wrap up the show. We still can take a couple phone calls two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Then we'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris show. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine it's the home of Alabama sports.
4: Tide one hundred point nine traffic tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns and nissan traffic center the drive this morning's been a little bit wet but we haven't seen enough rain to impact traffic to any great extent this morning you're moving along nicely on 2059 from fosters on out to cottondale traveling along mcfarland boulevard university skyland boulevard and highway 69 up from hale county no big problems along the way there with your tuscaloosa traffic now i'm ray romero
0: coming up next on the stingray show
6: The Alabama men's basketball team and Nate Oates takes on South Carolina on Tuesday evening right here on Tide 100.9 at 6 o'clock. And because of that basketball game, there will be no stingray show on Tuesday evening. We will return with our normally scheduled time on Wednesday evening when we will be interviewing a former Ole Miss player. So
5: no stingray show on Tuesday. We will see you guys on Wednesday in a big roll tide for men's basketball.
0: Tune into the Stingray Show, Wednesday night from 6 to 7 p.m. on Tide 100.9. Tide
5: 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather rain ending this morning cloudy windy and colder with temperatures settling into the mid to upper 40s today a clearing sky tonight the low 32 tomorrow sunny with a high at 48 and Thursday the sky partially sunny the high at 59 I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9 it's 50 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9.
1: to Inside the Locker Room. want to thank Yellowwood. Pressure-treated pine for Great Southern. we well, a great sponsor on Inside the Locker Room. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. All right, uh, you guys. You guys think... Um, Coach will go with the end with, uh, Tavares Robinson. Uh, Justin, I'll get you to answer first, uh, with the coordinator spot. I see people putting out about Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is not coming to that's <laughs> gonna lose. Uh, stuff. <laughs> better be with his friend. First of all, oh. Bill Belichick. Ego would not let him be Nick no. Saban's assistant. Great. <laughs> people, people, like, they believe this. Why did they come up with that stuff? Uh, uh, there's talks about DJ Durkin. I heard his name about coming yeah. back, maybe taking Hutzler's spot or a spot here uh, at Alabama. We'll see, Coach. Where is Ol- DJ now? I guess DJ was at Texas A&M uh, prior. I guess well, he was probably let go, so he's probably floating around. Uh, Coach, uh, but... Uh, Justin, Bill Belichick? Do you think Bill Belichick's coming to town? I don't think we can afford Bill Belichick. He's <laughs> Bill looking... Belichick
6: doesn't need money. No.
1: Well, well
8: he, I could mean, be, he... he could be an analyst. Sure, he could be an yeah. analyst. But like you just said, would he want to be an analyst? No, I'm kidding that. about
1: that. i thought the defensive coordinator. He's not going to come. He ain't coming. Period. Uh, I mean, he might come visit with coach, but he, he might—he
8: um, might come say, "Hey, he I may think you're speak at the
1: coaching clinic." Well, he <laughs> might come in and say, right, "Coach, I don't stay too long." He'll Eventually, he get
8: might you. T. Rob get promoted, moved up. I don't really. <laughs> We're going to talk about Jeremy Pruitt until we figure out. Who it is. Stop,
1: stop, stop! If you put out anything about, if you put Jeremy Pruitt's name out there, then you're saying I know absolutely nothing about college football, about what NCAA penalties are. You're 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 showing that you don't know anything if you even put his name out. Yeah, there. I, I'm not saying. No, I'm not. No, but to be not that's all by other you hear. has got people. like a six year show call. Yeah. Hired Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, but people <laughs> might put that out there. Like, <sighs> I just Twitter, X is for fans that just, they just throw out whatever. Um, but Jeremy Pruitt is not going to come to Tuscaloosa. Thank you. Uh, Thank so, you. for
8: glad so, that out. Yeah. I think it's a name that's news. been thrown around. That I'm seeing here is Glenn Schumann from Georgia.
1: He's, now, he's pretty good. He's, well, he's he is there. good, but can you get him? Yeah. I mean... It's he, Nick Saban. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but Nick Saban also has got one foot uh, close to South Florida. Well, Kirby's well, You think, you you hard think hard paying that head.
2: other guy $2.5 is going to have an effect when you got
1: it comes down? Mm, no. If you hire T-Rob, <laughs> I mean, whatever he's making, <laughs> he's going to almost double his salary. Uh, so... I
2: mean, is Coach saying to himself, Barry, I'm not going to be that much longer? Let's just hire somebody that I'm comfortable with at the left
1: end, right? Maybe he could be like Hugh Freeze. He could just make himself the defensive coordinator <laughs> and call all the plays. No, I don't think so. Um, is Miss Terry going to tell Coach one at time, or is Coach going to tell Miss Terry? Is this going to be a mutual? He'll sale? tell her. No. Nah she would tell him. Oh, no, all this crap about the wife tells him,
5: he'll tell her.
1: She'll tell him, right? I, I think Miss
8: Terry's enjoying it. The she same way they say, like, coach is still having fun and, and enjoying coaching. She I loves think, it. Yeah, she, she will enjoy that. it. I remember yeah. at the USF game, um, walking by her in the press room, and she, even after that disappointing USF game, she was still so excited to be just in that environment. Yeah.
1: she She's good. She's she likes the limelight. You
8: said she was happy after the USF
1: game? No, she was not oh. happy. After no, I, no, no, I, no, I, no. Definitely no.
8: not happy.
1: Happy oh. was a poor choice of words there, Jeff. <laughs> Happy? No. No. Oh. Happy they won. Uh, <laughs> but they got out of there with a the win. But uh, right. everybody's, you know, whatever. All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here, and we're going to make way for the Gary Harris show. So keep it locked in here all Day long, things may break. Uh, they break at any time, you know, so we'll see. Maybe the new coordinator will be named today. Uh, I doubt it. But, uh, anyway, keep it locked in here all day long. Alabama basketball tonight, uh, six o'clock. Northridge is at home tonight against the Central Falcons by Alma Mata. Uh, the game will probably start a little bit after about seven, seven fifteen there. Uh, so. Uh, get out and support these high school kids. Uh, a lot of great games. I know Hell County takes on Bryant tonight, and that'll also be another great game here in the local uh, Tuscaloosa area. You list the Tide 100.9. This is the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.